0: Welcome to walker of worlds podcast my name's rachel and this is the podcast where we step beyond the veil to take a look at some little known and long lost urban legends and spooky stories this is also the podcast where it's halloween every day of the week if you're a music fan chances are you'll know the name foo fighters plug those two words into google and your results will be littered with news about dave Grohl and his band But where does the term come from? Many people know that it was a World War II term for UFOs. But Foo Fighters were a very specific kind of UFO that were pretty much only seen over the skies of Europe during a short period of time. Whereas silver discs, flying cigars and black triangles have been spotted for decades, Foo Fighters came and went in less than 10 years. Dave is widely quoted as taking the name from Timothy Good's book Above Top Secret, which was originally published in 1987 and has been reprinted many times since. Timothy Good is generally considered to be one of the definitive voices in the UFO world and his books are held in high regard by many who are involved with investigating this phenomenon above top secret documents UFO evidence from World War II to roughly around the beginning of the 1980s. Often his books are thoroughly researched and include interviews with people in the government and military. So how did this book come to be in Dave's hands? Dave has said himself that he holds some beliefs regarding the extraterrestrial and paranormal. In fact they have a movie studio 666 which ramps up some of their experiences in a reportedly haunted house. In a 2017 interview with German magazine Galore, he took a deep dive into his love of the sky and interest in ufology. In a 2021 interview, recorded while he was promoting his book The Storyteller, Dave said, I'm of the belief that we are not alone and I'm totally okay with that. It doesn't really change my day too much, but I'm the romantic type. When I look up at the stars, I think, God, I hope that we're not alone. What a drag that would be. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Dave. Even though I can rattle on about him for hours, we're here to talk about his band's namesake, Unidentified Flying Objects. Above Top, above top Secret it begins in Great Britain during the war years of World War Two. On page 25, you'll find the first reference to these strange sky visitors. If the late American journalist Frank Edwards is to be believed... British government research into mysterious flying objects began as early as 1943 with Lieutenant General Massey's small organisation in the War Office setting to investigate Foo Fighters. Edwards claimed that this information was given to him by a Ministry of Defence source in 1966, but it has been disputed by the Air Marshal, Sir Victor Goddard, who was appointed by first Deputy Director of Air Intelligence to the Air Ministry in 1935. To the best of my knowledge, he states, there has never been any official study made. He continues by stating that they had no record of Lieutenant General Massey. In 1959, the UK Ministry of Defence opened its UFO desk in order to collect information on sightings. The desk closed in 2009 stating that they had gathered couldn't prove the existence of extraterrestrials digging through the archives which i've yet to have a chance to do may just prove the existence of lieutenant general massey or it might not but anyway foo fighters ufos or very loud rock band let's begin though the term foo fighter was used to To describe a particular type of UFO as originally witnessed and named by the 415th Night Fighter Squadron, it also came to mean any kind of UFO sighting during that period. From November 1944 onwards, Foo Fighters were presumed to be secret weapons employed by the enemy. One night in 1944, a Bristol Beaufighter crew, pilot Edward Schleiter, radar observer Donald J. Mears and intelligence officer Fred Ringwald were flying along the Rhine north of Strasbourg. They described seeing eight to ten bright orange lights off of the left wing, flying through the air at high speed. Neither the airborne radar nor ground control registered anything nearby. Schleiter turned Towards the lights and they disappeared the report continued later the lights appeared farther away the display continued for several minutes and then disappeared Mayers gave those objects a name taking a nonsense word used by characters in the popular Smokey stover firefighter cartoon foo fighters reports kept coming in the objects flew alongside aircraft at around 200 miles an hour they were red or orange or green They appeared singly or with as many as 10 others in formation and they often outmaneuvered the airplanes they were chasing. They never showed up on radar. Richard Zybart, a historian for the nearby 417th Night Fighter Squadron, heard many of the stories directly from the 415th crew members. The pilots were very professional. They gave the report, talked about the lights, but didn't speculate about them, he said. Still, the pilots found the sightings unnerving. Scared shitless was how a 415th pilot described feeling to Keith Chester, author of Strange Company Military Encounters with UFOs in World War II. Pilots and air crew reported the objects, flew together in formation with their aircraft and behaved as if they were under intelligent control. But they never displayed hostile behaviour. However, they could not be outmaneuvered or shot down. These Foo Fighters were suspected of being secret German weapons, something from their Wunderwaffe arsenal, until sightings from both the Germans and Russians were discovered. And the reports continued to come in. Charles R. Bastian of the US 8th Air Force reported one of the first encounters with Foo Fighters over the Belgium-Netherlands area. He described them as two fog lights flying at high rates of speed that could change direction rapidly. During debriefing, his intelligence officer told him that two RAF night fighters had reported the same thing and it was later reported in British newspapers. Korea US Air Force pilot Dwayne Adams often related that he had witnessed two occurrences of a bright light which had paced his aircraft about half an hour and then rapidly ascended in the sky. Both incidents occurred at night, both over the South Pacific and both were witnessed by the entire aircraft crew. The first sighting occurred shortly after the end of World War II while Adams piloted a B-25 bomber. The second sighting occurred in the early 1960s when Adams was piloting a KC-135 tanker. Senator Ted Stevens described an encounter from the time he was a US Air Force pilot in the European theatre of World War II, as recounted by Senator Henry Harry Reid. I was flying and there was an object next to me. I couldn't get rid of it, I slowed up, it was there, I sped up, it was there. I would dive, it would be there. I called, nothing showed up on the radar. However, none of the sightings ever say that these balls of light were hostile towards the aircraft which they were flying alongside. Instead, the Foo Fighters appear to just track the aircraft or even play with them by ducking and diving around the planes. As with many UFO sightings, there have been attempts to explain what the Foo Fighters actually were. The author Renato Vesco revived the wartime theory that the Foo Fighters were a Nazi secret weapon in his work Intercept UFO, reprinted in a revised English edition as Man-Made UFOs' 50 Years of Suppression in 1994. Vesco claims that the Foo Fighters were in fact a form of ground-launched, automatically-guided, jet-propelled flak mine Called the Fireball. This device, supposedly operated by special SS units, resembled a, resembled a tortoise shell in shape and it flew by means of gas jets that spun like a Catherine wheel around the fuselage. Miniature tubes inside the device, in combination with the gra- gas jets, created the characteristic glowing sphere appearance of the Foo Fighters. A crude form of collision avoidance radar ensured the craft would not crash into another airborne object, and an onboard sensor mechanism would even instruct the machine to depart swiftly if it was fired upon. The purpose of the fireball, according to Vesco, was twofold. The appearance of this weird device inside a bomber stream would, and indeed did, have a distracting and disruptive effect on the bomber pilots. Also, Vesco alleges that the devices were also intended to have an offensive capability. Electrostatic discharges from the tubes would, he stated, interfere with the ignition systems of the bombers, causing the engines to stall and the planes to crash. Although there is no hard evidence to support the reality of the fireball drone, this theory has been taken up by other aviation ufology authors and it has even been cited by some as the most likely explanation for the phenomena in at least one recent tv documentary on nazi secret weapons however others cite the single source nature of the claims the complete lack of evidence supporting them and the implausible capabilities of the supposed device as marking this explanation as nonsense another explanation has been st elmo's fire St. Elmo's Fire is a weather phenomenon in which luminous plasma is created by corona discharge from a rod-like object such as a mast, spire, chimney or animal horn, horn in an atmospheric electric field. It has also been observed on the leading edge of airplanes as in the case of British Airways Flight 9. The effect is often a blue or violet glow around the object accompanied by hissing or buzzing sound. Others have said that the descriptions of Foo Fighters are also similar to ball lightning. It's also been debated that the visuals that the pilots were seeing, these glowing Foo Fighters, were initiated by battlefield stress and night flying, among other factors. However, I lied when I said that Foo Fighter sightings were confined to World War II. On Saturday the 26th of January 2021, Pakistan International Airlines pilot spot, spotted a foo fighter in the skies of Karachi during domestic flight PK-304. According to details, the PiA aircraft was flying at 35,000 feet when the flight captain noticed a white round object above the jet. The flight crew immediately started filming the object and, after landing, found that similar sightings had been reported in the past across the world. The flight captain said the round object had a metal ring around it and it was emitting white light from the center. He added that it was difficult to, d- to determine whether the object was hovering or moving slowly due to relative motion. A Punjab University scientist offered the opinion that the observable was an. A lenticular cloud, and not a UFO. And I know that some people may have come here to come here to hear about Dave. So here's a couple more UFO-related facts about him and his band. Check out the liner notes for any Foo Fighters album. Look at the publishing credits. You'll notice one publishing company called MJ12. MJ-12, also known as Majestic-12, is a purported organization that appears in UFO conspiracy theories. The organization is claimed to be the codename of an alleged secret committee of scientists, military leaders and government officials formed in 1947 by an executive order by U.S. President Harry S. Truman to facilitate recovery and investigation of alien spacecraft. The concept originated in a series of supposedly leaked secret government documents first circulated by ufologists in 1984. Upon examination, the FBI declared the documents to be completely bogus and many ufologists consider them to be an elaborate hoax. Majestic 12 remains popular among some UFO conspiracy theorists and the concept has appeared in popular culture including television, film and literature. Dave also has his own film company called, fittingly, Roswell Films. They also obviously have Roswell Records. The Roswell crash is probably the world's most famous UFO crash, but for those who've never heard of it, here's a quick breakdown of the story. In 1947, silver debris was found at a ranch close to Corona, New Mexico, approximately 100 miles from Roswell. The debris was discovered by officers from the Roswell army airfield and transported to the town that is now known for its rich ufo culture the debris at first was at first reported to be a form of crashed flying saucer before the army immediate backtracked to state that the silver foil came from a downed weather balloon dave may have described his band name as the stupidest fucking name ever but it's thanks to him that people are digging and uncovering more information on these strange wartime lights in the sky Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to join the discussion, please follow us on social media. We're on both Instagram and Facebook at Walker World's Podcast. And if you'd like something interesting or unusual to read, please check out my website. It's at www.roswellpublishing.co.uk. Again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep watching the skies.